good afternoon, everybody. It's uh, a little after 5 o'clock on a Wednesday, and uh, it's a rainy day in California, kind of cold and chilly. Perfect day to sit back and enjoy a cup of joe. I appreciate you all being here. This is a podcast that's put together by the Human Solution International and the Coffee Party Radio Network, and I appreciate everybody that's helped make this show happen over the years, and hell, I think we're uh, we're up around five years of doing this show, and uh, I think a couple years of doing the show before it, and um, we're going to try to do the one-hour one hour show today. I've, um, a lot of people put a lot of energy into uh, being activists and dedicate a lot of time, and, and the, the handful of people that actually volunteer their time... Um, put in a lot of time, and so uh, sometimes uh, keeping things succinct are, are, are helpful to everybody involved. So I'm going to try to blast through my thoughts, quickly get to the guests, and uh, end up on the other side at uh, uh, 6 o'clock Pacific time. So we're coming up on the holiday time. We're past Thanksgiving and uh, getting up on the the Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever, menagerie of holidays, solstice sort of thing. And, um, you know, this is a time that's a, a mixed bag for a lot of people. It's a time of joy and happiness uh, for people who have families and uh, have good time. Um, but it's also a time of suffering for people who are cut off from those things. And, you know, the Human Solution International is about personal liberty, human rights, freedom, justice for all, and all that good stuff. And we don't believe that anybody should ever be locked up because of a plant, especially if there's a nonviolent uh, criminal charges involved. This doesn't make any sense. And yet there are so many people today, right now, um, that are not only locked up but being locked up um, the U.S. Attorney right now today is actively pursuing cases. We know this for a fact. I know people who are dealing with them on a daily basis. Um, I know people that are that are locked up. I know people that are facing life in prison right now today, and one of them is going to probably be calling the show. Anyways, um, I just want to remember and 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 get everybody to remember. You know, we get into this really busy time where so many things are happening. Everybody's so busy and everybody's staring at their phone while they're talking to you and and everybody's, you know, I don't know, preoccupied. Um, maybe this is a good time to take a moment and be present with somebody that you're talking to. Maybe this is a time to uh, make a little bit of special time for the, some of the people you love, care about, not just the ones that you see every day, but maybe some that you don't. Um, and especially for the people that we know that are locked up, maybe it's a good time to think about them. Maybe it's a time to drop them a letter. Maybe it's a time to uh, think about other ways that we can help. Um, one of the things that I'm trying to get to happen right now, and it's uh, uh, Craig Cecil who calls in this show every week, um, I'm working on some legal action for him. And... Um, I've got a couple of people that are helping and uh, one person that's promised to help. Um, but I need somebody that can do some legal writing. And what I mean by that is people who have actually uh, written motions or submitted uh, legal documents successfully. And I'm not necessarily talking about the pro per, pro se wizards who know all about um, you know natural law and all that stuff. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm just saying this needs to work in U.S. court in federal court, and I need somebody who has experience with that kind of legal writing. Um, anyways, if you do and, you're, and you uh, are willing to help, get a hold of me. Uh, I'm easy to get a hold of. Or go to the Human Solution website, thsintl.org, and just send us a line saying, hey, I want to help. If you are a paralegal, an attorney, want to get a little pro bono time in, um, we're a 501c3. I can give you uh, a tax write-off for your time, whatever the, the real value of your time is, we can give you a tax write-off for that. 
anyways, this is something that possibly we can do that will um, help get Craig out. He doesn't belong in prison. So it's December 4th, and uh, for the past 10 years, this has been a rough time for me. <clears throat> uh, the last few years, it's been a wonderful time because it hasn't been a rough time. But uh, 10 years ago, um, right around now, um, not the exact date, but really really near it, I got arrested for the first time. And um, you know, I'm not going to get into the long story, but I want to just sort of walk through a timeline. Um, so I got arrested in December of, I think it was, it was 2009, and uh, fought that case for a year, ultimately beat it. December of 2010, I got raided. Um, December of 2000, right now it's 2008, 2009, now it's December 2010, I was charged and locked up in the Twin Towers. December of 2011, this time right now, I was sitting in trial. I was I was sitting in the defendant's chair for 18 days, a month worth of trial. Um, December 2012, I was in the Twin Towers again. This time, I was I was facing a quarter million dollar bond, and I couldn't get out until somehow we could make that happen and. Um, a big part of the human solution, an angel came forward and helped make that happen. But once again, um, it's been a rough time. You know, 2013, um, they tried to revoke my bond, and another angel came forward and, and paid up the amount that we negotiated, and uh, I didn't have to go to jail that year. Right there at the last second, literally, the judge said, well, you can – Spend Christmas. You can you can remand yourself ahead of time to save us the hassle, or or wait till the day after Christmas. That's what he said. Um, justice, they call it. Anyways, after uh, 2014, things got better. Um, my case got finally settled, dropped, and uh, I was able to get on with my life. So the last few years, I've been above ground and breathing and out of custody, and very grateful for it. And been focusing attention on finishing the job, ending prohibition. Uh, George Martorano is not going to be able to call in today because he's at the airport um, or flying from Florida to somewhere. And uh, But he said today to me, now George Martorano, if you don't know who he is, he's a man who spent 32-plus years in federal prison for pot. And he kept fighting and he kept fighting and he got out finally, and not because he got some clemency by by somebody or, or, or a magic wand got way, but because he fought his way out and and now he's a free man and he's he's working to get started all over again. He said, you know, Joe, I, I got out of jail, I had 20 bucks in my hand and I, now I've got a chance at survival. He says, but the message I bring to your show, even though I won't be able to be here, is to remember that we're not done. we got to keep going. we got to keep fighting. There's people getting locked up today for CBD, people getting their shops raided, okay, and this is, protected by the hemp farm farm bill um, it doesn't matter you know we got to remember that until this plant is no longer a crime people will continue to be locked up for it and it doesn't matter what our laws say unless we finish the job and the more act um, if it goes through will leave people in prison and so you know it's Great steps, lots of great steps happening, but we got to remember the job's not done, and we have a lot of work to do still. So uh, there's a lot of people working on behalf of the prisoners, and um, you know they're posting around social media right now. And I definitely um, want to uh, remind us all to never forget those people that are locked up, and let's remember to keep fighting until there isn't anybody locked up. All right, so we're going to start the show. I got Dana Bland. Um, he's in the waiting room, and I'm not quite sure how to bring him forward, but hopefully he'll pop up. There he is. Okay, and um, so we got Dana Bland here. Dana Bland is our um, chapter coordinator for the Hope for Change and the End of Prohibition chapter out of Missouri, and uh, he's been a great activist, a great guy to work with, and um, we're working, working, working.
working strong right now. So, uh, Dana, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? You got Dana, to- you got to turn your audio on. Dana, on on the computer, you got to turn the audio on. You know what? I think he's on the he's on the radio. Too. Hold on, let's watch this. Dana, you there? Yeah, I'm. Hold on, no, I'm gonna get through working. this. All right, there we go. I got you. I got you. Sorry, Becca. I I, uh, I jumped in and and moved things around. All right, Dana, you're live on the air. Welcome to the show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's been rough last few weeks uh, uh, with with this uh, condition I have acting up and uh, making it where you can't hardly use my hands because of the arthritis and stuff like that. But uh, things are moving along. But one, one of the things I'm going to start talking about is uh, people don't forget the aftermath uh, because just the, that's just the start once you get released from your charges and, and get out of jail or anything like that because it could take years of, of from the aftermath of all the damage it did in your life. And uh, that takes time and uh, it destroys people and their families and their finances. Uh, But we're going to take and get all that changed and hopefully soon. Yeah, you're right. You know, I was talking to George Martorano today and, and one of the things that, you know, we talked about is people think that, if somebody gets arrested and then ultimately they beat their case that they're they come out and everything's great but what they don't realize is the toll that it takes on you you know i got arrested five times over over five years and locked up and and got hit for you know over a half a million dollar bond over over the course of all of it and you know it costs everybody I knew, everything they had, literally, and uh, almost lost my home and and lost all my friends and lost my business and lost, you know, the the list of losses is incomprehensible. And I won. I won everything. I have no criminal record. And it's like it never happened except for the fact that I got burnt to the ground entirely. And, you know, some of us are strong to – to, to, to pick up the pieces and keep marching, but a lot of people aren't, and a lot of people, uh, you know, really end up getting um, destroyed by it. And I've, I've watched that happen. I've watched marriages get destroyed. I've watched, um, you know, people really go down into depression roads and, and health suffering. And, I mean, gosh, every way that you could imagine um, the cost to be, this can happen. And so, you know, when you ever hear about somebody that gets arrested for pot or CBD or, or or a, a, a grow or, or a dispenser or whatever, you know, instead of that first question being, well, I thought he was legal, maybe the question should be, well, is he okay? What can we do to help? Because um, I guarantee you there will be something that this person needs for help. Yeah. Uh, well, here in Missouri, I'm uh, and encourage people when the voting coming up next year to vote for someone that actually does what you believe in. And uh, like in Missouri, uh, I checked on all the all the uh, ones running this coming year. Uh, all the Republicans, uh, every one of them had something, one or up to five things against cannabis. And until they can just get all that out of their system, you know. Uh, we just got to vote them out because, uh, you know, I don't want to end up back where we started from after we done went through this fight. I totally agree. And, and you know, we got a year to really get our shit together as far as researching candidates, researching their voting records, researching who's funding them, you know. And I know there are some groups and people that are doing that. I'd certainly like to work with them and, and connect up with the, the, the research groups that are really spotlighting the candidates that are coming out because so many options, this is a major election that um, states and across federal representatives, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of offices, a lot of seats going to be filled. And 
and I can't help but think that if we were to have um, all these facts in front of us about how these people vote, about, uh, you know, legislation that they introduce, uh, about who's funding them, that I can't help but think that we would do a better job. But, yeah, uh, sorry for the dogs barking, but... Uh, yeah, we we got we got a long road. There's there there's there's 80% of the American of of the public is behind cannabis uh and uh pretty I mean as far as medical for sure. And I'm sure that over 60% are running uh that want to just end prohibition altogether. That's what I want cuz the regulations and all that stuff. I mean, it, it, it's just going to make a mess. I go to all the way to Oklahoma to get some to buy uh, cannabis products for my medicine, and I can't wait till they open here. I hope they're better quality because they're. I mean, so far the quality ain't been close to what. Not even close. I mean, I don't see how they can rate that stuff that high when it ain't even close. <laughs> well, you know that's the problem with all this uh, regulations is that only. Only a handful get to get in, and and they get to kind of control what comes out. And, you know, um, I can tell you this. If it was a free market market and, you know, it was actual real competition, yeah, you're right. There would be some some slime balls that get in and and mess some things up. But, you know, it's a small world, and if the market was to handle itself the way most markets do, um, those people wouldn't survive and – you know, the cream would rise to the top. People know where to get good champagne. They know where to get good cars. They know where to get good, uh, you know, whatever, you name it, whatever it is. If it's good, you know where to get it because it develops a name for itself based on quality and service and all of the things that that happen. And the same will happen with this market once it gets free. But until then, you know, there's only limited players that get a play. And, um, you know, it's influenced by, big pocketbooks, and generally the truth doesn't come out of that too well. So we're on our own when it comes to that until we change it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, another, another topic I'm starting to work on is, uh, you know, I mean, and, I, and I'm not the poorest person in the world. I'm on a fixed income, but I'm on VA, so I'm not bad off as just being on Social Security or something like that. But it's just plain out expensive to have to buy everything and when you you know all I ever did before was grow and uh I I I my my stuff I grew was way superior to what I've been finding out there to buy and uh and as far as the cost I mean it's just ridiculous I mean uh even with the CBD and stuff like that most people that don't that that are on a low income or in poverty there's no way on earth that they can afford it unless they have a caretaker or somebody that can help them uh, pay for the cost of the medicine. You know, I mean, oh, if you can't, you can't afford it, it, it like that said about people. <laughs> well, you're bringing yeah. up a really good point, and that's that most of the laws that, that have been passed that have recreation or medical laws have severe limits on, on – or, or in some cases, like in Canada, a lot of people can't grow. They don't even let you grow um, for themselves. And, you know, if, if the law that you're considering voting for or passing doesn't allow you to grow what you need for yourself, then it's a bad law. You know, that's, that's just plain and simple. You know, the reason that the, that the market exists is because not everybody wants to or can grow this plant. But for everybody that can, they should be able to grow as much as they need for themselves and the people that they're around and as many different kinds as they need to. I mean, it it doesn't make sense. I can grow as many turnips as I want, as many different types of turnips as I want. I can grow grow more than I need. I can make turnip powder. I can make turnip soup. I can make turnip concentrate. I can make anything I want out of turnips. I can make turnip lotion. I can make turnip, turnip dabs if I want, but, can't do that with cannabis. So that's the thing that we just got to remember is that, you know, break it down and look at it on a cellular level. You can't tell the difference between it and a turnip. It's just the same thing. It's a plant. 
Yeah. I want to get with you to order some of that wine oil that you have. Uh, I'm not too afraid of things going on. Things seem to be simmering down around here. But anyway, anyway, uh, they're, they're, I mean, we remember for everybody out there to remember to take in, write letters and make phone calls or whatever, you know, send cards to the ones that are in prison. Uh, they're not there because they did something against somebody. They're dead be- there because they just grew a plant that, that yeah. God created to begin with us, and, and it's just not right. And and I, I've been doing a lot of historical studying here lately, and, I mean, I, I could pretty much almost write a book, I think, on the stuff that I've learned. And, and you know, it, it will just plain out scare a lot of people how we ended up in this position to begin with. But, you know, the the main thing is just to let's get out of this position and not let it happen again. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, you know, it's uh, Dana, it's it's an absolute privilege to be working with you and I, I will talk privately and I'll 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 I'll, I'll help you out. <laughs> but but as far as all of this goes, you know, we're building, we're growing, we're 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 popping chapters up all over the place and People are standing up and fighting again, and, and as much as people don't necessarily believe that there's cases being fought, there are, and, and we're finding them, and we're fighting them. So, Dana, I got uh, Craig Cecil calling from federal prison right now, so um, you got a last uh, party shot here. Sir, that's uh, uh, Hope for Change, the Inner Prohibition, the Missouri Chapter, uh, Court Support, and my number is 417-847-7974. Thank you so much, Dana. How's it going, Craig? How are you doing today? Good Good afternoon, Joe. Uh, Indiana, well, it's forecast to be 28 at the moment. I have to kind of assume it is. It looks that way. <laughs> well, and you guys have such good heating out there and nice insulated walls, so it, it's probably nice and cozy in there where you're at. Well, especially with the yeah, the broken windows make that real good. Yeah, and 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 then there's, um, you know, all of the great clothes that they give you, and uh, um, the, the 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 central heat in every cell, right? Well, in a few of them, I think there's some heat, but uh, other ones like mine, uh, there's a radiator that leaks. <laughs> it's pretty sad. And actually, the last week here, the the last days, uh. The inmate population and even the staff have been all confused. As you probably heard, we had three executions uh, scheduled here next week. Well, the the court put them on hold, and then another court kind of put it in the middle, and now they're looking at another court to see what they're going to say. And so everybody's confused as to whether we're going to be locked down all next week while they kill people, or everything's going to be fine and they're not going to kill anyone. So we don't know. Wow, you know it's um, it's crazy. You know, you would think with all the amount of time that they have, and regardless of what you think about capital punishment, I'm not. That's not what this show is about. But regardless of what anybody thinks about capital punishment, the fact that it takes you know 20 plus years of somebody being locked up for that to even be a possibility because of all the appeals and all of the the procedural things that they have in place to keep somebody from being unjustly executed, you would think that they would have that final part of it kind of figured out, but they don't. And and it, it's 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 kind of strange in a lot of ways because you'd think that um, in in for all intents and purposes we don't have capital punishment. I mean, every once in a while Texas knocks off a few, but short of that, I mean, you know. Uh, of all the people that die in prison of violent and horrible crimes against anybody that gets executed, it's a really, really teeny number. So I don't know. It's kind of confusing to me, too. Well, the the one thing that I do know is uh, this: the recent holdup, there, there's five of them scheduled to be executed over the next month. And uh, the major challenge is, is, as you know, they used to use a, a three-drug uh, cocktail to to kill people, one to knock them out, one to 
I think it did something to their nervous system and then the final one that stopped their heart. Well, they, they couldn't get those drugs anymore, so apparently the method they were going to use is I believe the drug was not barbitol, but it's a drug that I believe they used to, like, knock out people for a surgery. Right. And they were going to give them that drug, knock them out, and then basically overdose them on it so they die. Right. But there's some sort of question that in between being unconscious and dying that they might actually know what's happening to them. That's the question that seems to be the hold up now. Wow. <laughs> well, you know, in China they use one bullet and then they charge the family for the bullet. And they don't have any problems with any of that. But that's a whole other conversation, I'm sure. Well, they, they could never have the BOP do that because even if they had seven shooters, <laughs> they still have 50-50 odds that they, they'd hit them. <laughs> right, yeah. There would be some new jokes coming out of that, I'm sure. And that would be Totally inappropriate, I'm sure, as well. Well, the, the competence level just isn't that high. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, Hell's Bells, um, has there been any possible, uh, um, any changes whatsoever? I've just put out another call today uh, looking for an, an attorney to actually represent you in this effort that we're making. Um, we're working on these legal papers right now, but... I, I'm hoping that we are able to actually get an attorney to pick up the case uh, pro bono and have our nonprofit give them a tax write-off for their time and be able to file this as an attorney representing you rather than, you know, some of us or a paralegal even, um, you know, with your blessing. Well, that, even just yesterday I've got notices from my sentencing court down in Georgia that they're going to throw out my action in there to uh, get resentenced because I haven't been able to send them documents that they teased from me. Right. And I, I've explained to them several times, but they're just having trouble believing that since August I haven't been able to get my hands on, you know, paperwork that I should have. Well, and that's why I'm trying to put the light the fire to get this stuff filed because if we file an action – at least they've got to look at it. And maybe a lot of times what happens if, if an action gets filed on behalf of a case, it'll stop everything else until it gets looked at. And so that's what, what I'm trying to do is get, get at least something filed so that we can say, okay, hold on, there's somebody working on this, and we have a right to visit whatever is the public, you know, whatever is, is on the record. And so... Um, I'm, I'm working real hard in the background here trying to trying to bring this thing to life. Well, thank you, and I believe you're right. If an attorney really steps in and, you know, is trying, and, I mean, and they can tell the courts and all that that they're making an effort to get this thing straightened out, I think a court would, you know, tend to, tend to cooperate with them. As of yesterday, by the way, uh, your listeners might want to know, it's on Facebook, Free Craig Cecil. They posted pictures of how my elbow is all swollen up and all that. It's called from a federal prison. The medical department still hasn't treated my elbow, and there's been something broken in it since August 25th. Yikes. But it, it really looks pretty sad in the pictures. Wow. Well, when when were these pictures taken? Uh, the pictures were taken about two and a half, three weeks ago. Wow. And wow. They, they just got posted on the Facebook yesterday, I believe. Wow, that's crazy. Well, uh, you know, I mean, we got a lot of people that uh, we're trying to make aware right now, you know, as we're coming into the holiday time, um, for the people that, that have compassion and have some, uh, you know, a willingness and a desire to, to make some change and to help out, uh, to get in touch and write some letters to prisoners just to let them know that we're here. And, and um, you know, I just... Uh, I, I like I like when people hear it from you how important that is. You know, when you get well, – what, what's it like for you to get a letter from somebody you've never met that says, hey, you know what, I, I know about you and I care, and, um, you know, we're here, we're here, we're trying to help? Well, I, I think now it's either the uh, United States Attorney for Southern Indiana because – I think they might, you know, if they started poking around and looking at things, I think it would make the BOP nervous to maybe step up and do what's right. Or the, even the director of the Bureau of Prisons in Washington, D.C., who uh, the last one got fired right after Jeffrey Epstein died because it, the guards were sleeping rather than looking out after him. So they got, the last director got fired last August, and 
that they put back a, a woman in there that was the director back in the late 90s. So wow. she might actually have an interest in, you know, not having a whole lot of stuff end up, you know, as a prosecutor or even, you know, amongst uh, the activists. Right, exactly. Well, I think that, you know, as we're uh, – a lot of people look at the end of the year kind of as they coast in – and, you know, the beginning of the year, everybody makes their resolutions. But I, I try to look at it the opposite. I look at the at the end of the year kind of as a deadline to to get things, you know, completed, to, to, to finish things that we've started. And uh, so I'm pushing really hard to engage people and to, you know, take some time right now, even though this is the time when everybody gets real busy and doing all their holiday stuff to remember, you know, I, I was locked up uh, at this time a few years ago. And I remember what it's like and, and, you know, thinking about how busy and hustle and bustle everybody is. And they don't, they don't think about real injustices that are happening. And I, and I think that's what we're doing right now with the Walk for Change. And, um, you know, we're, we're, we're building alliances. You know, Craig, you'd be proud if you could see all the, the, the new uh, leaders that I'm working with and, and the new groups and even some political candidates um, that, that we're working with right now in, and uh, making alliances and, and, you know, trying to break through on a third party, you know, really uh, uh, supporting some of these folks that are, that are stepping up and, and making an effort. And, and like I say, that, that's where it'll come from. It's just from awareness and just a few people to stand up and, and raise their voice and say, we need to do something. Yeah, you know, part of what we're doing, too, is I, I know there's some groups that have uh, uh, research-type groups, and, and they they lay out, you know, a candidate's voting record and legislation they've introduced and um, where they're getting their funding and things like that to just kind of shine the big, bright spotlight on them and, um, you know, hopefully cause people to, to have a little bit of knowledge as they're casting their ballot or maybe even more importantly, uh, to decide that it's important enough to cast their ballot instead of uh, going yet another cycle and, and letting everybody else do it for you. I see, I see. But here, the, even about uh, the criminal justice reform and all that, the inmate population is kind of kind of callous this, this last week because the mood is a little bit odd because we see all the happy stuff on TV about, you know, trying to sell things for Christmas, basically, and the the happy Christmas season, but yet the news around the institution is, you know, the big question, are, are they going to kill three inmates next week? Right. It's kind of a, it, it kind of makes for a really odd, you know, really an odd set of emotions. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely, I absolutely hear you. Well, listen, I want to also give you a heads up. Um, this Christmas and this New Year's both fall on Wednesday. And as much as I, I welcome you to, to, to call when you can just to talk, um, we're going to be doing a special show for the Walk for Change um, on that week, and it'll be on a different day. We haven't set up the date yet, but I'll, I'll send it to you through an email so that we're, we'll still be able to schedule your call um, on, on the air like this. Give me a couple of years. You never know. <laughs> you know, the audience is growing. I'm telling you, we're we're probably uh, ten times the audience we were a couple of years ago. So it's definitely, uh, you know, the, the reach is improving and and the, the the alliances are growing and everything. You know, we're gaining on it. But you know, I talked to George Martirano today, and and you know, his message to us was. So don't 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 quit. You know it's it's time to push harder now than ever before because as much as a lot of people think that the work is already done, this is the time to finish the job. And, and many an effort has been foiled by at the last second. You know people didn't uh, didn't push all the way to get it done, and the opposition just comes in and blows you right back out of the water.
keeping an eye out for prisoners. Uh, one organization cited in there was the Last Prisoner Project, but there, there was a bunch of different uh, groups that were cited, and the, the fact that groups are now starting to finally come together and, you know, try to get along for a common goal. So, I mean, people are noticing. Yeah, little by little. Um, you know, I've got uh, one of the guests that was on last week uh, is French with Steve D'Angelo, and he's got a big reach with the, uh, you know, his his big Harborside Collective, and he's been doing work, uh, prisoner support work for many years, and uh, we're going to be getting in touch. And so, you know, again, uh, there's a lot of groups out there, and and hopefully, um, you know, more and more of them come together, and and ultimately, it becomes um, more important to be together than to be your own thing. That's what I'd like to see. And like I said, that's what that article that High Times is noticing that the groups are coming together. So, I mean, that's encouraging, and then will encourage even more groups to reach out for a common cause. Absolutely. Well, Craig, there's your first beep already, and I know the second one comes too quickly. I'd like to give you the opportunity to finish your thought at the end of this call. Well, like I say, it's still a lot of the mood here is, uh, seems to be hanging on whether they're going to kill the three inmates next week. And uh, One thing I can tell you is there's no visiting for all next week, and uh, we may be locked down for all next week. won't be able to call. But... Uh, that, that is really kind of putting a, a weird call around the around the inmates here. As much as you can't feel sorry for the people they're executing, you kind of wonder if it's right you know, just to pick up somebody and kill them. And that, that seems to be the question. If that's okay, what else is okay to do to us? Yeah, absolutely. It gets pretty real when it's happening right in your own backyard. Yeah, I mean, I'm just a few hundred feet from the... the and there it goes again. Craig Cecil gets 15 minutes to talk, and just about every time, even when we see it coming, um, he gets cut off and can't call back. Just remember, folks, Craig is in there for a nonviolent, victimless offense. Imagine that, a life sentence, and there's no victim and no victim's family. And regardless of even if it wasn't a pot crime, it is a pot crime, but even if it wasn't, to be locked up for life on a nonviolent, victimless charge. I think we need to make some changes, folks. And I think we need to think about a little bit more than our own little personal shit and our own little businesses and our own little ventures and our own little Facebook problems. I think we got to realize that if we stand together and if we speak with one voice, we can make the change. You know, there was a, something I heard recently, and I don't remember even where it was, but it was a quote, and I'll find it. But it, it had to do with small groups of people making the changes in the world. And the reality is small groups of people have made all the changes in the world. All of them. So why not this one? Now's the time, folks. Let's get involved. All right, we've got a few guests here and uh, 20 minutes left to go. We're going to try to run this thing all the way down. I don't know where my main guest went, but we're going to probably have to reschedule him. Um, so right now we've got Glenn Keeling. Then we've got uh, Jackie Cordova. Jackie called in last week, and she's going to finish her her story, and uh, I'm assuming I see Frank Canan and Donna Corby, so I'm assuming Tom Corby's somewhere in there, and Tom, we're going to have to get you on at least five minutes before the close of the show, because I promise we're going to have a one-hour, one-hour show today. All right, so let's go to Glenn first, and then to Jackie, and we'll see where we're at. Glenn Keeling uh, is Chapter Coordinator for the Creative Care Beacon out of Ohio, and him and his wife Peggy are also fighting criminal charges in Ohio, where they passed a law that allows people to do what they were accused of doing, but, you know, they didn't apply that law to them. And so while they're fighting their own case, they're also working with us to help end prohibition and help support other people. And we could only hope that there'd be more people like these folks out there doing this. Glenn, how's it going today? Welcome to the show. Hey, Joe. Good evening. How are you? Thank you for having me on again. It is always my pleasure, of course. 
Righto. Hey, um, yeah, I don't, I don't have much of a, uh, update on our case. Um, right now we're, we're just waiting on our motions to be filed, but in the meantime, we, you know, we, we, uh, we did start a, a Christmas card mailing thing to, uh, plant prisoners. We do have, it's posted on uh, several posts, uh, a list of all the plant prisoners. Well, not all there, there's a big majority of them there. Um, that please, you know, it goes along with what Joe and, and uh, Craig were just talking about. You know, these guys are sitting in prison, some of them for life, forever. Um, a, a note, a card, uh, it can't be a card. you got to, you know, make a copy of a card and send it to them. It has to be black and white. But send them a card, you know. Um, uh, send them something, a little note, you know, letting them know that you're thinking about them and you're praying for them and you're hoping the best and, you know, we're trying to change things and trying to get things changed, and, and hopefully we can get all of our people home, you know, where, where they belong with their families. Uh, there was a lot of, lot, a lot of uh, empty seats these last couple holidays without, you know, people there. Um, we, we need to get them home. Absolutely. And, Glenn, if you could, uh, well, sometime between now and tomorrow, get what you posted on Facebook over to Becca so we can um, post that also on the website, thsintl.org. Uh, we're working on a lot of different directions on getting um, exposure to the website beyond just the social media. So uh, we're hoping to have a bigger, broader reach, and, uh, you know, any way that we can get people to participate uh, is, is, is helping the big cause. So I appreciate, of course, oh, everything yeah. you're doing you've done. Thank you, thank you. I mean, it's just a small gesture. I mean, it costs you just what you know what it costs for a stamp, you know, to to let somebody know that you're thinking of them. And there's a lot of people that sit there year after year with you know don't get visitors that don't you know uh, that don't have family or too far away for family to come and see them. And, you know, then then little words, you know, a few words that you send to them, you know, mean a whole lot. And yeah, absolutely, we will definitely get that over to Becca so she can get that posted on the site. That's that's awesome. You know, uh, the Walk for Change is also going to bring attention to the plant prisoners, hopefully, and and, and get more people drawn and uh, get attention to what's what what's being what's being done to us. Well, you know, it, it's it's an unjust to us. You know. Uh, but listen, you know, reach out. You know, uh, my name is Glenn Keeley. I'm real easy to find them on, on Facebook. Uh, we do run the Ohio chapter of the Creative Care Beacon for the Human Solution International. You know, um, come join us. You know, walk for change for us, with us, you know. Awesome. Well, you know, I I see it happening step by step, bit by bit, people by people, person by person. We're we're getting together, and um, it's happening. Um, we're getting bigger. We're getting stronger. We're getting louder. Our, we're getting better at singing the same song at the same time. We're uh, learning how to support each other in a meaningful way, and I think that that's what's happening right now is there's an awareness uh, that's in, improving and increasing, and uh, we, we appreciate leaders like you uh, being there, helping helping drive the boat. So, Glenn, um, always a pleasure, and uh I look for hopefully you'll be able to join the call tomorrow. I know that you've been working on another project, and um, it's been not easy to uh, to get you um, on the same call. But um, like we were talking last uh, on Tuesday, um, I'd like to get some one-on-one -on -one time at least to figure out uh, what we can do to to you know to to sync up a little bit better. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. We appreciate it. Yeah. Because. The the public awareness and, and getting more attention drawn to it is doing good. It just seems like it's a slow crawl uphill now. You know, we need something to, to push us to the top and to go over top. So yeah, definitely we'll get with you. And I'm, I'm going to try to be on the call tomorrow. Uh, it's just been really the the area I've been in. It's just been really rough. So I'm going to definitely try to be on the call tomorrow. Cool. All right. Well, I appreciate you being here and. Uh... Uh, why, why don't you give your number one more time if somebody's in or near the Ohio area wants to get involved with the Creative Care Beacon chapter of the Human Solution International? How do they get a hold of you? Right on, absolutely. My phone number is 419-863-0498. Don't be afraid to call. I will answer my phone.
Awesome. Thank you so much. Glenn Keeling, folks, Chapter Coordinator for the Creative Care Beacon Chapter of the Human Solution in Ohio. All right, up next we got Jackie Cordova. She called in last week and uh, began telling her story. We ran out of time, and um, hopefully we'll get enough time today to, to finish up the story. But she had gotten uh, pulled over while uh, she was while she was actually parked, and it was kind of a screwed up story and uh, um, didn't get treated too well by law enforcement. And um, you know she's going to finish telling the story here, Jackie. Uh, welcome back. Hi, How Joe. are you doing today? Hi, Joe. Good. Thank you so much for having me back. Always a pleasure. So tell us, uh, why don't you pick up where you left off? You were telling a good story, and we got kind of cut off on time, and um, I'm trying to want to live up to my word and get get the rest of your story in today. Well, thank you so much. I think uh, basically I was telling you that I was the Trojan horse that you were speaking of. Uh, within the Orange County, Orange Curtain politics, I've been super involved, and we have a lot of things coming down the pipelines in our politics here. The sheriff and the DA, you know, are all in on this, and they have these huge things coming out against them. All the corruption is coming to light, and so I work on behalf of the plant medicine. I'm a messenger of Mother Mary, I am her reincarnation in the physical form. And so I knew this was coming. I knew I was going to be arrested at some point. And I do. I just want to say that my prayers are with everyone suffering over this plant medicine. And if I could read something really quick, dearer to me than their love for me is the labor and the tribulations of those who serve me. I am their end. That is the voice of God. And so I just want to know, or I just want to say that I'm with everyone in these end times. I'm praying for the gentlemen in prison suffering, you know, these mental anguishes waiting to be put to death. This is some crazy spirits that we're handling and we're all trying to keep it together, and so we're all feeling the same way. So I'm with all of you, and my love is with the Corbys up north and Frank and Tom and Donna. I love you guys so much. So, Joe, I just want to tell you thank you so much for what you do too and how you're putting all of this together, this huge dream that we have that, you know, this persecution will stop over this plant medicine. It's such a beautiful, beautiful spirit. Absolutely, and you know it's 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 every single one of us that cares enough to participate. You know, calling into a show like this and sharing your thoughts and feelings and your stories, um, being out there championing the plant, thinking about it, um, um, being out there uh, trying to make change. You know, exposing corruption. So many ways to participate, and that's what we're here trying to do is encourage that. You know, we're blowing on the sparks, trying to get the fire to burn brightly, so that we all can. Yes. See it, be warmed by it, uh, you know, um, be be protected by it, and that's 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 what's going to make the difference is is getting this fire to burn brighter. And so you're part of that, and um, it's it's noticed and it's appreciated. So thank you so much, uh, thank you so much. And you know, we got to get together. If you're in Orange County or or have been uh, dealing with Orange County, I grew up in Orange County, and and uh, I live you know 45 minutes away from there, so. Definitely, we right. should be working closer. Yes, definitely. There's a battle at hand, and we are lighting that fire. So I look forward to that. Call me anytime. Thank you awesome. all. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you being here, and um, I'm looking forward to us. I'll, I'll see what I can do to get get a hold of you this week, and we can uh, maybe make a little bit more of a plan. Thanks, Joe. Take care, guys. All right. Thank you so much. Yes. Okay, we got Mike and Sarah up for a minute, and um, then we got Tom Corby to close the show out. And we're just at the end of the show, so we're going to be real brief. And Tom, I gotta, I gotta brace you for it. We've only got a couple of minutes. So Mike and Sarah from Kansas, uh, uh, let's let's give a quick update. Uh, it's to see what's going on. Um, you know, it's important. I want to make sure everybody gets a gets a moment. I want people to understand all the people that have come together and that are working on this project and. And, and working with and for the human solution. So uh, what's going on in Kansas right now? 
tomorrow we're going to meet with uh, Frank's lawyer, and we're kind of basically going to tell them all they got to do is be a mouthpiece, give us the discovery. We'll get back together with you before the trials Monday, which we, we believe that they will probably put off. We've been arranging core support from uh, Kansas University. We know some people who go to college there, and we're bringing them over. And over there in that county, which is the next county, uh, marijuana is like a dollar fine for like up to a quarter pound. So nice. And Kevin, nice. Kevin's going to come up there and help us support with jury selection and stuff like that. Uh, we had dinner with him just a little while ago. That's fantastic. Well, I'm, I'm we have a lot so going excited. On. What you guys are doing, the way you're doing it, you guys have been pioneers. And, um, you know, we're, we're uh, spending a lot of time watching and learning. And, and you know, the, I think the most important thing, you brought up a point last show or the show before, that at one point there's going to be some federal legislation that passes, and we got to have our game plan on for what are we going to do then because – that's going to be a critical point. If we're sitting around scratching our balls going, I don't know what to do now, they're going to push back and take back what, what, what they gave up. And if they don't, and you know, we yeah, have a with, game, we can finish it up. With the political climate in D.C. right now, I mean, I think that that's going to be shelved. I think that that's a whole another monster in and of itself. Jerry Nadler, who did the impeachment hearings today, the chairman of the Impeachment Judiciary Committee is the one who sponsored the Moore Act, and right now not a single yep. Republican is going to support anything a Democrat is doing, and we've got to break that mold, man. We have got to crush this divide of the country. I totally agree. I totally agree, and that, you know, that monster just seems to be growing new heads every time I turn around, and hopefully this thing will, will come up and pop like a zit and be done with it. And we'll all shake our heads and go, and are you kidding me? Well, we got to get back to fixing the country. And, you know, I mean, I hate to be graphic and gross, but, I mean, really, it's like that. <laughs> you know, we got to No, it, it, it and, is, and it's you know. just how bad that explodes when it does is another whole beast that we should all be paying attention yeah. to also. I mean, absolutely, you know, absolutely. Yeah, Mike Pence, yeah. the vice president, isn't pro-marijuana. You know what I mean? We're going to – I mean – we're, trust me, I just got done with dinner with Kevin, and so I'm all kinds of wound up about politics and stuff right now, so I could go on and on. But we have all kinds of issues in front of us. We definitely need to stay together. We definitely need to be getting together. We need to be forgetting about this political side, oh, this, whatever. Just let the people decide. Nobody's going to destroy the country in four years, and let's move on, you know? I hear you. I hear you. Well, I think it's it's – what we need to do is raise the awareness of the people, and 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 that way the people can begin to uh, uh, let their will be known. I don't think we do that very well, and I think that we get our will handed to us and shoved down our throat. And I think it's that that's I think the thing that's changing right now, and I think that's what we're here to do, is is change it inside and and outside, from within and and from the outside. So um, always yeah. a pleasure and. Uh, you know what? If somebody wants to get a hold of of you guys out in Kansas, has a case they want to, they need support on, or want to help support somebody else, um, how do they get a hold of you? They can just reach out to the Human Solution International. I'm pretty sure we're kind of inter- integrated pretty well, I believe. So if they just reach out to the Human Solution International dot org and say, "Hey, I'm in Kansas and we need help," we'll be there. Perfect. Awesome. All right, Mike and Sarah. The Kansas chapter of the Human Solution, and a couple of amazing folks. I I couldn't be more uh, more proud to be working with you guys, and uh, I, I I see a bright year ahead of us. All right, thanks, Joe. We'll talk to you soon. I look forward to it. All right, so we got a couple of minutes left, and we're doing good. We're gonna actually gonna nail this one on time. A couple of points before we get to Tom Corby. Um, we need volunteers, folks. We need a lot of volunteers for the Walk for Change, for the Human Solution. We need people to step up and help. If you're listening to this show, if you if you if you catch this even uh, six months from now, it doesn't matter. We're going to need help um, on the thsintl.org website and walk number four change.us. Um, if there's not up yet, there will be probably by tomorrow or the next day some very specific projects that you can volunteer for. Um, we're all volunteer-driven. Nobody's making a nickel. Nobody ever has. 
Um, some amazing people have come together to make change, and we're working on making that easy for you. That's number one. Number two, um, for the past four years, I've been trying to get together a, a, a collection of pictures and videos um, for the Human Solution. Uh, we have done so much work over the last 10 years. 10 years we've been active. It was 10 years ago, almost today, that we got our first uh, corporate documents back with the Human Solution name on it. And um, we've been all over the place. We've been in, in uh, I don't know, five or six countries. <coughs> we've been all over North and South America. We've been uh, all over the USA making a difference, educating and supporting, working together. And we need help. We need more people to be part of it. We're not asking for you to donate your, uh, you know, your, your, your life savings. We're not asking you to donate your firstborn child or your dog or anything. Just uh, a little bit of time, maybe some resources, whatever it is or something that you can add a little purpose to your world and help us, help us champion some human rights, help us make the world a better place, help us be the human solution. All right, Tom Corby, to close the show up, and uh, let's see what Mr. Corby has to say. Tom Corby, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Uh, thank you, Joe. Um, here. there you are. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a man of brevity. <laughs> uh, I'm here here today, uh, Frank Canan, and I uh, want to thank him so much, and Daria, for helping us here. And we're hanging in there. Don is doing better by the day. I want to thank you all. Good, good, good. And, of course, we always want to give thanks to, to all those on the front line coming together, volunteering to be the solution to finally end the war on cannabis, which we know is a failed war, and they're all making money on us. Always, as always, follow the money. Uh, also, uh, Lisa, Becca, uh, I haven't heard from Mary lately, Joe. Uh, is Mary doing okay? Have you heard from her? No, you know what? I'm going to be putting out a search party for her. Um, you know, she was going through some issues on her property, and uh, it's been probably three weeks since I've heard from her, so I will be reaching out to her. I was planning on doing that today, but I didn't get a chance to, so... Um, I will definitely be reaching out to her tomorrow. Oh, that's good. And, of course, we're all busy now with uh, harvesting, and uh, this is the time to have your function, folks, when uh, growers can actually leave their garden and people actually maybe have some money <laughs> getting, getting the rent paid. And uh, always thankful to the Coffee Party radio show, Bobby Rodrigo. Uh, these are, in fact, every every week we can say these are historical shows, and you're all part of it. Uh, I want to thank Jackie Cordova for standing your ground down there in Orange County, where I grew up. Also, Donna, Elsa Gundo, Long Beach, uh, Escondido. So can you imagine that even back then, I remember in Manhattan and Long Beach, some of the stuff that was going on down there, and it's still going on. And, of course, Long Beach uh, is where Joe fought his case and won it. And, again, how do we do that every time? We take no deals. We take them to trial. And, also, we want to push that 45-day time waiver Waive our time, and they must take you to trial within 45 days or dismiss your case. That's very important when you're fighting your case. Uh, when we talk about Jackie Cordova's case, I'm going to give three to one odds right now. This case should already have been dismissed. It should have never happened. In the first place, she was not driving. She was parked. She didn't have her keys in ignition. It wasn't running, so there's no DUI. Even without a doctor's recommendation, recommendation, she's allowed to smoke in public as long as she's not offending other people, even then. 
at Jiffy. Uh, they, she didn't go to jail. She has no document number. She wasn't. She wasn't even uh, booked. So, what kind of case is this? And it's only a misdemeanor. Uh, yeah. So, uh, it seems like uh, these cases cases just keep uh, getting weaker and weaker. Uh, I, I think I could even win this one. <laughs> <laughs> and Frank could too, huh, Frank? That for sure. Hell yeah. So uh, she's, uh, I'm on with Jackie here. Of course, she was here and helped us with Donna so much. We appreciate that. And uh, we're what we do, folks, with, with defendants is we advocate. Uh, we help the defendants with what we know. Uh, the first thing I tell a defendant, and I told Jackie, you do not need to hire an attorney. Uh, you can use your PD, and you can you can direct your T, your PD and work with him. Now that's the question I have. So if she if she's not booked, she has no document number. Uh, will they even assign her a PD or a PP? Probably to pre- pretenders. We don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> and also she's down there with Joe Grumbine and, and uh, uh, down in Orange County where we have a big chapter that that she's going to get a lot of support down there so i think she said she's already got that da running and we got him on the defense in this case is a no case it's going nowhere and that's what we do we take them to trial we get all our discovery we always file the 995 dismiss probable cause motion so what is the probable cause here smelling they smelled marijuana. Of course, we don't use that word anymore. That's a word made up in the song, The Scary Movie for Madness. We've even got the judges up here in Northern California using the word cannabis. And that's what we do. We're redirecting them. We're educating, not incarcerating. That's our goal and vision. No one should ever go to jail for our sacred plant. Uh, it's unacceptable. And... Uh, incomprehensible that we have 50 plus still in for life without parole uh, and there was a uh, post uh, six six hundred thousand uh, uh, cannabis patients get arrested every year uh, what a waste of time and money on that side too so let's stand together and come together there and uh, thank you all today, and don't forget to breathe. <laughs> well, I appreciate everything, Tom, and I want to thank everybody for making this show great, especially all my dogs in the other room that have decided to have a symphony. And uh, anyways, Tom Corby, a lion of a man and the chapter coordinator for the NorCal chapter. And uh, we're going to go ahead and end uh, just a couple minutes past the hour and uh, let's see what Willie has to say about it all and we'll see you all next week. Hi, I'm Willie Nelson and the Willie Nelson Teapot Party and I endorse the human solution supporting cannabis prisoners because no one should go to jail for a plant. Little things I should have said and done You were always on